Welcome to the World Art Now podcast, exploring the world through the material culture of its people, in association with Michael Backman Limited. Hi, this is Michael Backman, and I am here with uh, an author and a collector from Turkey. Her name is Oytun Evlizade Kamsegil. And uh, she has written a, a, a fantastic book, which has recently been published. It's available on Amazon, and it's called Eastern Treasures, Ottoman, Oman, Yemen, Turkmen Jewelry. It's more than 300 pages long. It's, it, yeah, that's right, it's one of these thick, big books, and it's crammed full of uh, fantastic photographs and, and text. Oyton, thank you so much for being here in London with us, and, and also congratulations on your fantastic book. Um, I, I'll give the title again, it's Eastern Treasures, Ottoman, Oman, Yemen, Turkmen, Jewelry, and it's a feast, it's an absolute feast for the eyes, it's wonderful. It must have taken you a long time to put this together. Oh yeah, more than I, I, I was thinking, it's over 10 years, I must say. But the difficulty was some of my collection was uh, in Istanbul and somewhere in Dubai. So I was in between two ah, countries yes. and I wasn't even sure what I got, how can I do photography and the articles, right. so more than expected. Right, <laughs> so you, you, now you are Turkish, aren't you? And, I am Turkish. You, did you grow up in Istanbul? I did, oh. in my education, I right. was in Istanbul. Fantastic. I, yes. Yes. And but then you've mostly been living in the Middle East and uh, latterly in in Dubai. Exactly. Right. So when you were you wrote this, you were in Dubai, and yes. and so you're you're so this is really on your collection, and and it's spread between Istanbul and and Dubai. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. It's very hard to to write uh, a book, having just done it myself. At least the manuscript has been done. Um, when your collection is sometimes not all with you, and, and you're trying to remember how do I describe these things, and when you have it all back, it's like having your children back, and you can look at each piece and remember why you bought them and so on. In terms of collecting, um, how did you acquire all of your pieces? Uh. The collecting, uh, the thing is, uh, I used to go to the uh, to the market when I was student, uh, student with my mom, and she she was so keen to collect and getting some knowledge from the sellers. So it started like that. Uh, right. I I knew she she knew what she was looking for, and I was just beside her listening and. When she, uh, it was a wearable jewelry, so yes. we were uh, trying to decorate ourselves with those things, and people were admiring it. So, so your uh, your mother was a collector. Yes, but right. of course not in that scale, much yes. uh, much less. So she was buying to wear. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Si simple things, not yes. uh, so decorated yeah. things, but simple things for daily life. Right, she was. right. And so this was in uh, Istanbul. Yes, right. it, where but I grow up. In the Grand Bazaar, or in, in the Grand Bazaar. Oh, really? So you oh, yes. actually, as a yes. as a young girl, were going into the Grand yes, Bazaar exactly. looking for jewelry with your mother. That's, exactly. That's very romantic. But you never go to look something certain. I think mm. what you find 
good, whatever, for example, maybe you need an earring, you are going, but yes. you end up with a necklace or bracelet. Oh, yes. <laughs> so whatever you find, it catches your eye. Yes. And that was, that was it, and not to miss it. Yes, yes. And uh, that time, market was full of really uh, beautiful things. Yes. And there wasn't enough buyers. So, and now, I always say to the people, put the money in your pocket, search for things. It's getting very rare and quite expensive that at the moment. That is certainly true. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I know from experience. Uh, you know, in terms of uh, you know being a collector and a dealer, it's getting a lot harder to replace the things that we sell. Um, yeah. But as you know, how you're describing going to the market and not knowing what you might find and going thinking you would like to buy something and coming back with something completely different, it it. It's that gambling aspect of being a collector uh, when yes. you don't know what you're going to get. And uh, that's, I think, one of the great joys of being a collector is that uh, you never know what the next day is going to bring you. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, exactly. So it's so full joyous. of surprises, really. It is. Yeah. It is. And yeah. still like that, you know, when, when I go to in the different countries to the souk, I never go with an intention. Whatever yes. I find nice, worth it, and whatever gives me excitement. That's, I end up with it. Well, the, the interesting thing also for Istanbul is that it's been such um, like a crossroads for, for that many styles of jewellery and, and so on. And I think even on my last trip there, I noticed uh, there was a lot of Turkmen material and obviously Turkish Ottoman and, and so on, and things from the Balkans and whatever. And it's all found its way in uh, into the Grand Bazaar and I guess other markets around Turkey and so on. And it's been doing that for hundreds of years. It, it really has exactly. been like a clearinghouse for, for jewellery from across the region. And yes. you also find um, sometimes Indonesian items and North African oh, things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's this Islamic, uh, these, like the Islamic routes where, where things are travelling and people go on the Hajj and then they come back with other things that, that from other pilgrims who've been there and so on. And so you get this incredible mixing around. So when you were buying, for example, a lot of, uh, say, the Omani items and, and Yemen things, I know you've lived in these countries as well. Did you also find them in Istanbul? I did, but when we, because of my husband's job, when we, when we moved to Oman, it opened me a wide door, really. I wasn't familiar Omani jewelry that time, and I saw how, how big they are and what an alternative they were giving. So much from top to top, ladies were decorating themselves for special occasions. Yes, for ne weddings and so on. Yes, yes, and never I have seen such a bulky jewelry. We didn't have uh, that bulky jewelry in Turkey that that big. Yeah, it's very interesting, yeah. isn't it? Yes, because they're both Islamic cultures, but they're, they're very different, obviously, and uh, particularly when it comes to jewelry, because in Oman, the, the women. You can't really say they're ostentatious because they don't often appear in public. But when they do appear, they're completely festooned, as you say, like, like almost like Christmas trees, just decorated. Definitely. And um, whereas I think in uh, Turkey, uh, the ladies were a lot more, uh, um, they held back a lot more in terms of the decoration, perhaps. Yes, but we mustn't forget the old days, Ottoman time, there mm. was, of, the, of course, the, there was a harem life. 
and there they were decorating themselves but never as heavy more fine jewelry with precious stones rather than semi-precious yes and the, uh, that kind of delicate things yes yeah yes. they were doing fine fine ones whereas the Armani ladies are, are more for bulk and and, yes. and bullion and they're wearing their wealth uh, I, I suppose yes. it's almost like they're a walking bank really like the household savings Definitely. Are, are on them Definitely. Um, not when they went to the market and so on because they, they wouldn't dress up at all it really yeah. is more for religious or, or, or ceremonial occasions such as weddings yeah, special and, occasions yeah. henna nights weddings yes uh, that kind of things were important for them and that time it it was time to show their wealth how much they, uh, they have the, the things and they carry beautifully all together and really they are it looks fantastic on them all of them together <laughs> yes yes what's interesting i think in oman is that a lot of silver has become available now because uh, the women now are wealthier and they're tending to have exactly the same types of uh, objects uh, made but they're having it made in gold rather than silver definitely and so the silver is coming onto the market and, and then luckily very luckily and it is interesting because there is a lot of Amani silver available at the moment I feel like you do see it still because a lot of people were traveling to Oman in say the last 20 years and you could buy it in the souk there in in Muscat uh, but it will it I mean it, it is declining now and so I think it's reasonably yeah. priced at the moment, but I can imagine that in the future it's going to be quite quite rare and expensive in the way that everything becomes rarer and expensive. Definitely. This is the way I'm seeing also. Uh, but also another thing which is happening now, the museums are mm. uh, collecting them. So now they are aware of their value and it reflects their culture. Uh, nowadays, of course, ladies are not going like that around, but they collect it at the museums. So That's true. Ministry yes. of Culture is uh, yes. investing on in them, Oman. which is in Oman, yes, yes. which is great. So we can see the, the beautiful pieces in the museums. Yeah, have you been to the new museum in uh, in Oman? Uh, I think Sultan Qaboos, when he was alive, he opened. Uh, yes, yes. It's actually it's quite fantastic. a lot. Yeah, beautiful yeah. museums they have now, and and beautiful, really rare pieces are there. Yes, that's true, and, yeah. and they've displayed it so professionally. Uh, and and the quantity of what they have on display is really wonderful. Uh, no, I was really impressed and, and really really delighted when I saw what they'd done. Um, it was so yeah. professional and also it's a great place where they've got wonderful air conditioning too. Yeah, <laughs> to yeah. Somewhere to hide. Uh, and uh, but I think even there's, there's a lovely coffee shop inside. So it really is a good refuge uh, in in Oman yes, when you're it's there. It's well presented and uh, information, everything. It's it's perfect place to be in and to see the the culture with the explanations. Indeed, yes, yes, yeah. yeah that's also important, and they've done a good job of that. Yeah, How do you feel about Turkmen and, and Central Asian jewellery? Because we see an awful lot of it now, but, but they're, they're often it's, I think it's often newly manufactured and so on. Um, yeah. It's quite a threat for collectors it, now. It is, it is. Luckily, I collected the old pieces on time, mm. and still, if I find really unusual ones, and still, if I'm able to buy, I'm trying to do it. Uh, of course, uh, the Turkmen jewelry is totally different. They decorate themselves, even their outfits. 
the ladies are it left right of their kaftans or their dresses it's sewn on them right and like that another again with very heavy heart to move yes uh, necklaces uh, bracelets plus or the costume decoration they are wearing right that's a good point yeah that yeah. in central asia that they they had jewelry but it was sewn onto the outer garments yeah whereas that that's quite unusual you certainly don't see that in turkey or or, or in the middle east so much not that much no. not that much huh? yeah, yeah even the old days uh, we didn't see that much but it looks great really it looks great with mm. the bright colors mm. and mm. then carrying them with their pride and uh, with a great joy nice to watch such things in Indeed. life yeah with the reproduction uh, Turkmen pieces which we're seeing a lot of onto the market now yeah where are they being made do you think again probably in their country okay. or nearest neighborhood probably right. uh, India Iran uh, okay all Afghanistan, those places maybe? probably yes. probably yeah, yeah. They are doing now a lot of also money jewelry in oh, India. Really? There, yeah, a lot of reproductions oh, are there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, mm -hmm. they do almost same job. But you can see the jewelry, the, the collection, all the collectioners has. You can see how much it was worn. Yes. the damage on it yes. some missing pieces are on it. Even yes. when when the things are on rope. Uh, you can see the rope is quite dirty and torn. Yes. All those shows, there is a history behind them. But yes, it will have the oil from the skin yes. and, and all that sort of dirt. Uh, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, know sometimes, uh, you know, you have pieces in there, um, a little bits are missing and so on. Uh, but increasingly, you, you, you kind of want that. Uh, that that's, um, that that's important. And I remember once, uh, years ago, I was looking at something and uh, someone was selling me something and I... I pointed out that I said, oh, but you know, this bit's broken. And then I remember that the seller, she said to me, yes, but you'd want that, wouldn't you? <laughs> and I thought, yes, actually I would. Uh, <laughs> so that, as you say, it's important. Those to, are to, good signs. Yeah, very good signs <laughs> to see the contact wear, a little bit of an age-related damage and, and so on. And I, I think now with a lot of the Turkmen things, that they're getting incredibly um, big and uh, glossy, and uh, but they have nowhere nowhere at all and uh, yeah yeah uh, it's depressing seeing this uh, and th I, I think in future you know it, and this is always the problem with, when this happens that um, it's okay now for us because we can tell but in 50 years time uh, it's going to be very hard for people to work out the difference because by then these things will have age and and you know the color associated with oxidation and and, and so on um, I, I know, for example, when the Dutch uh, went to Java in Indonesia, uh, they took a liking to the fact that um, sometimes rice farmers would dig up little metal statues yes. uh, from the Majapahit era and, and before that. And uh, the local people worked out that the Dutch would buy these if they could only find enough. So they started to fake them. Oh. And, and that was in the 19th century. And oh. so now 150 years on, these things are it's impossible because they're, they're now they have 150 years worth of age <laughs> and uh, so and, and now that they even appear in museum collections sometimes and uh, so it's, it's quite a problem um, 
And do, do you know, sorry to interrupt, but do you know what they call? They call it tomorrow's antics. Yeah, great. Tomorrow's yeah. antics, they find a name even for it. <laughs> I remember once being in Indonesia and uh, yeah. uh, in, uh, there's a street called Jalan Jaksa in Jakarta and I said to a guy there who was doing something on the footpath, I said, what are you doing? And he said, oh, I'm making antiques. <laughs> yeah, antiques <I know. laughs> for tomorrow. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so with your collection, um, I, I guess it's all now in Istanbul yes. now that you've relocated back back to Istanbul. We did, and uh, thank God they're all together now. It's yes. under my control. That's and right. uh, Wonderful. I, yes, from time to time I open the boxes, yes. and it gives me great pleasure, really. With the, uh, as, as far as I remember the story where I bought, when I bought, and this all. That's Love why that. I decided to do this book, really, to share this excitement and. Uh, pleasure with other people yeah well the book is it's fantastic and it's so beautifully photographed and your explanations are really good like they're really good thank you and uh in fact uh sarah who works with us you know we were discussing it before and we were saying it's one of the best books we've seen uh, oh. on this area and, and it really is for several reasons because the photography is fantastic the descriptions are good and because as far as we believe every item in it is right uh and that's not always the case with the yes, <laughs> these yes, days. Yes, yes, uh, Quite famously, there was a, a we won't mention which one, but uh, there, there was a, 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 a quite a now a, quite an infamous exhibition held in uh, a big museum in America of Turkmen pieces, and and now it's uh, understood by people who know that almost everything on display was wrong. Oh my God! Yeah, oh. and uh, but it had the imprimatur of the museum, and it was sort of almost like uh, what would you say, sort of like. Um, it's been given that provenance now of having been on display in the museum. Sure, yeah. But the, most of the pieces were reproductions. Uh, and Is that so? Yeah, oh, yes, wow. yeah. And then they did a lovely book on it. And uh, but uh, it, it's now it's very misleading for people. Um, well, that, yeah. This I don't. Know. I was trying to be very careful, really. I mean, with the informations, everything, and I was checking with few other people. Yes. But. Although this, because for the same thing, sometimes I was getting different informations. Ah, oh, that's common, isn't it? When you yes, ask several people. And it is. Yes, yes. Mm. So it doesn't matter sometimes because, and I think in some areas, uh, people had different uses for things, you know, from one town to yes. another and so on, and different names <coughs> for things and, and so on. So, but. Um, the, the real big problem is when you're trying to work out if something's right or not, and uh, then when you get several opinions, that's a problem. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you never get the right answer, yeah. really. Uh, from village to village different, Yes. also the area influenced each other so much, and also uh, the makers are traveling from one part to another part yes then shall we say it omani or in oman which area exactly. this is another thing that's that a very good confusing point. yeah yeah uh, also yeah. ottoman empire time it was a huge area yes so there were bosnian silversmiths producing and the other end the east part of the turkey different one so mm. still under the ottoman empire 
what to call, how to call, all yeah. these details are so important well, to tell, give that, that, right. That's such a good point because um, now, you know, a lot of curators and stuff, they're very fixed on sort of saying, oh, this is a such and such style from this location or this is yeah. this from there. Yeah. But in, what they forget is that uh, human capital is the most uh, mobile capital of all. And so the skills and, and so on that people have always travel because people traveled. Yes. And people traveled a lot more than people realize. And Definitely. Yeah, yeah, Definitely. a lot more. And yeah. in fact, sometimes even more then than now, because now it's difficult with, you know, you need a passport and visas and so yeah. on, and often before you didn't need that. So um, the artisans were, were very mobile. Uh, and, and so it, it, it often doesn't make sense to sort of say, well, this, is, this, this sort of style belongs only to this area. Uh, because that's sort of straight jacketing history. Uh, and, and make it more rigid than it ever was. Yeah, um, it mm. is. And, and the techniques they are using is different than each other. So a person belongs to one nation, the work belongs to his nation, but he is living in the east part of Turkey or west mm. part. So mm. how, what we call to that, that was also to give right information. That was all, I was always confused how to say uh, so i was at the end i was saying under ottoman empire time made by bosnian silversmith excellent made yeah. by yeah. Uh, the armenian silversmith yes. that kind and it's so important they yes. all have their own style of work detailed they are all expert on certain techniques and producing beautiful stuff yeah, and yeah. another thing also is that sometimes artisans were actually captured as part of the war, like there'd be a war, yeah. and, and uh, they would, you know, go off to the treasury and steal everything and take it back to wherever they were from. But sometimes they would actually take the gold and the silversmiths and, yes. and capture them back. Yes. And this happened, for example, uh, in Southeast Asia, in uh, Thailand, when the Burmese came uh, in the 19th, uh, 18th century and attacked Ayutthaya, the then Thai capital. Mm -hmm. And they took all of the silversmiths back to Burma. And so then what do we call the, the, silver, the silver they produce? Is it Burmese silver or is it Thai silver? Yeah. And, it be, and as time went on, it became a mixture of both. Um, yeah, so it mm. is really so hard, Very, so hard. Yeah. But when I see a piece, really, I respect for what it is, the technique, mm. the stone on it, that gives the beauty. Exactly. So at the yeah. end, we mustn't, uh, it mustn't be so important uh, mm. which area, how, or this. It's the beauty itself. Yes. No matter what. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And all this, we mustn't forget the silversmiths are disappearing. It was a profession to go from father to son. Then nobody bothers it all day long, hand hammering and mm. producing something. Mm. The trend is mass production at the moment. Indeed. That makes those pieces very special That's according very to me. That's yeah. a lovely point. Yeah. There's one yeah. more thing I'd like to ask you about, and it's about collectors in Istanbul. Yes. Is there a strong collecting community? Is it a, a very common thing amongst Turkish ladies and, and men uh, to, to collect? And uh, have you noticed? And also, how has that changed o over, say, the last 30 or 40 years? Oh, uh, since 36 years, I was away from my country. Mm. When I came back, somehow, I think we all find each other and meeting the right people. I was amazed how many people are collecting different things, not necessarily old jewelry, all this. So there was a club that 
now I belong to collectors club. Right. Meeting there, amazing, very interesting people really. And they give talks from time to time about their collection, which is, which is good. But uh, yes, in every old house about, especially Ottoman jewelry, you can find from their grandmothers, they are keeping that kind of things still People, if they know the value, if it is not back to the market, in their cabinet, you are seeing one corner that they have, like memories corner right. from the grandmas. And then it is, but the young generation, they don't uh, give much value, I must say. Yes. These yes. things. Yeah. yeah, but depends, depends the families. If they are well yeah. trained, they. I hope they will keep it forever. People often say that the young generation don't care about these things, but then I think it's just a process of age that they need to get a bit older and then they will care. I think so. Yeah. I so think it's not so. that it's lost forever, but it is simply that they're at the wrong stage of their life because they're now currently more interested in buying a car or buying a house. Yes. And then as they get older and more established, then they start to think, well, actually, who am I? And what what was my grandmother wearing? And Exactly. So, I, exactly. yeah, because I, I hear this a lot. People, people say, oh, young people are not interested interested but I then I question actually have young people ever been interested yes. were, we, were we interested uh, in yeah. this uh, when we were 20 maybe not I was oh, I was I must say I was <laughs> but now when I watch <laughs> the young ones they are not yes. but still I'm hoping yes, yeah. yes still yes. I'm hoping one day they will appreciate all of it yeah, yeah. well I think with uh, you know collectors like you and and producing books like this one that you've done Eastern yeah. Treasures that there's ample roadmaps for them to use to when they are ready to learn that, that they've got the, the text to learn thanks to you yeah. and thank you so much for coming it's thank just you. really thank lovely you. to talk with thank you thank you i mean such a beautiful atmosphere i can't believe every corner there is something interesting really it's a dream <laughs> world for me this uh, gallery and thank you very very much for giving me this opportunity I uh, love to share my interest with the people who appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Oyton. You're very, very welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. You have been listening to the World Art Now podcast in association with Michael Backman Limited. To hear more, visit worldartnow.com.